Hello, it's Vance, and we're gearing up for fall. VegCast. VegCast 70 has the fullest menu of all. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. Okay, maybe not the fullest menu of all, but a very full menu as always here on the Vegetarian Podcast, VegCast, this time around, we are finally getting to our feature interview with Yvonne Smith, the traveling vegetarian. Uh, you may recall we promised to get to this uh, back on the Sounds of Summerfest VegCast and finally got that scheduled and recorded. And we will be uh, finding out about an initiative uh, down there in Tennessee that uh, she was instrumental in getting going uh, to have uh, some staff workers at the Tennessean go vegan for a month. Uh, we also will have a science fact, uh, actually quite a few science facts adding up to a possible question about vegetarianism and intelligence. And we also, speaking of intelligent, one of the most intelligent Hollywood stars who happens to be a vegan, Ed Begley, uh, will just drop in for a little audio snippet there, talking about veganism as an environmental imperative and we will also have some news and music from a favorite local group saint mad so i invite you to sit back relax and crank up your ipod nano if that's what you've got as we deliver to you the 70th edition of All right, before we launch into the feature interview with Yvonne Smith, let's remember that VegCast is sponsored by Luna and Larry's Coconut Bliss, who remind you that there are many ways to achieve bliss. We use coconut. And now let's turn directly to this interview with Yvonne Smith. I think there's no need for any further preamble, so let's hear it. VegCast is pleased to welcome back to the mic Yvonne Smith, who we heard just very briefly at the end of our uh, Sounds of Summerfest 09 show, but now she's back for our feature interview. Yvonne, uh, welcome to VegCast. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we, we wanted to talk to you specifically at this point because the month of September, uh, there is a, a whole project going down there in Tennessee that you, uh, you at least helped to get started. And can you uh, give us a little explanation of what's going on there? There are actually, um, our, our paper is called The Tennessean, and there were five staffers that decided to go vegan for the month of September, and they have brought me on as kind of their unofficial lifestyle coach, which basically means that I'm just here to answer any questions. I'm not giving nutritional advice or anything that I'm not qualified to do, but I am pointing them in the right direction when they have questions, and I have offered to take them shopping, and they're actually doing pretty well on their own, but we do have a blog um, set up, and everybody's been writing about their experiences, and um, it's actually making quite a bit of news around here. Uh, I went into the pharmacy the other day and my and to get some meds for my cat, and my pharmacist was talking to me about it. So it's definitely it's definitely making a splash around here. It's kind of exciting. Well, when you say your pharmacist was talking about it, I mean, uh, you know, I I grew up in southwestern Ohio, so I think of Tennessee as being kind of just a more intense version of that, which would not normally be a place conducive to having people go vegan, but. Uh, are they are they encountering any uh, uh, you know difficulties, any hardships, or is it uh, pretty much smooth sailing there, or getting any interesting reactions? Or 
actually expected there to be a little bit more negative um, reaction than we have received. So far, I haven't seen a single negative comment. There was an article written about me in the Tennessee about a year ago, and there were a few negative comments um, just about veganism in general and, you know, people afraid that I was out to change them and things like that, which I think is hilarious. But, um, uh, no, this has been really positive. And Nashville, honestly, has really come a long way in the last couple of years. Um, There used to be several vegetarian restaurants here back in the day, and, you know, they went out of business not because of lack of patronage, but, you know, the restaurant business is, is a challenging one, and there, were, there was always some reason why the place went out of business, not, but it was never because people weren't going. But we've got a couple new vegetarian restaurants on the way. Um, I've got a pretty extensive list on my website of where to eat in Nashville that I actually really need to update, and it's just getting so much better. I've got restaurants talking to me and asking, you know, advice on what they can add to the menu, and um, it's really getting a lot more vegan-friendly. It's, it's exciting and surprising all at once but we also have whole foods and we've got a you know we've got a couple other stores we've got trader joe's we've got places like that um another little store called the turnip truck and the produce place places that have have vegan food um i mean you can get and you know even our kroger and our Publix and all that has a pretty extensive selection of, of vegan items these days and so i've really just been helping them telling them what kinds of things to buy i'm doing um a 30 30 days of product of the day thing on my Twitter. So every day on Twitter I'm, I'm talking about a new uh, vegan product that I appreciate and want the world to know about. So it's kind of it's cool, and I think, I think they're doing really well. They've actually stayed really positive about the whole thing. You know, there's one of the guys is a sports writer, and you would, you would kind of assume just based on stereotypes that he would be one of the ones kind of dragging his feet on it, and he's completely embraced it. He's been having a great time. He and his wife went to the store and spent an hour and 45 minutes there together reading labels, and they thought it was a blast. So it's really it's, – I'm having a lot of fun with it. It seems like they are too, and it's definitely making news. That's great. Well, now, let me just understand, you said they did a feature on you uh, about a year ago. Did this, you know, did the buzz around the newsroom that, that generated this concept of this project grow out of that? Is that something that they just, somebody there came up with on their own, or you had been sort of nudging them? Or where did this, where did the, the germ of this idea come from? I mean, the way you describe it, it sounds like you were kind of called in at the last minute, but I, I can only imagine that... Uh, you were using, you know, the power of uh, your networking and blogging and vlogging and everything else. Well, I do, yeah. I mean, I do use all of those things. And, and the woman, um, Kristen, who came to me from the Tennessee, and uh, we have mutual friends, but she, you know, she and I also follow each other on Twitter, and she's been trying to get me involved in something, you know. So um, it was actually, I don't believe it was her idea to actually do this project. It was one of the food writers, I think, she had read something about being um, September being National Vegan Month, month, which I actually think it's November, but I wasn't going to argue with them. <laughs> so um, I was you like, "Hey, any month in November to go vegan?" <laughs> so um, I was I was happy either way. So, but they decided, you know, some somebody had read something about it. She thought it was kind of an interesting idea, and the more they kind of asked around, the more people wanted to be involved. So. Um, um, but like I said, Kristen wanted to get me involved as well. Um, you know, after I did my, my Nashville scene cover, and, and which was in May, and that was this, the cover where I was uh, in a bikini <laughs> on yes. the Nashville scene, which is our free weekly paper. So it was, it's, that's been pretty visible. I have had articles, articles written about me in the past. My show was actually, um, The Traveling Vegetarian is actually being shown on cable access here in Nashville now. Cool. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty visible. I'm definitely not the only vegan here. There are actually lots and lots of us. And ever since this experiment came around, everyone seems to be coming out of the woodwork. I think I've met a, a vegan every day in the last week. It's been amazing. People I didn't know right. existed. So 
it's it's been pretty exciting. But yeah, they just were looking for something to bring me on board and and to do something with me. So um, I'm really excited. This worked out really well. Yeah, that's great. I and mean, I I whether or not you know September really is National Vegan Month. Just the fact that they're doing it for a month to me is like a quantum difference because there are so many journalists who say, oh, I know, I'll go vegan for a week, and right. their their whole you know chronicle is about basically just the process of withdrawal and you know after a week you don't really see that much change in your physiology uh, and your taste buds or anything to really make a difference so most of those tend to be oh great now i get to go back to eating meat again whereas i think a month really uh, gives people a chance to kind of settle into it and see you see what it's really like so right so that's right and you know coincidentally the uh, pcrm the physicians committee for committee for responsible medicine is rolling out a 21-day vegan kickstart and so um, I actually posted a link to that on my Facebook, and a bunch of people, including my mom and my stepdad, have signed up to do that. So what's cool about that is that, you know, these Tennessean folks can also do that and get some more tips and recipes and things like that through that avenue as well. So it, it really worked out well on the timing thing. And we also have people that are kind of doing their home version of this. So um, it's really cool. I mean, I, I don't know how many people are going vegan for at least, the 21 days of the month because of these two things, but it seems like a lot. I mean, I'm really blown away at how many people have been responding on my Facebook. I mean, people I went to high school with and college with and, and just, you know, it, it, people are are excited about what I'm doing. And, I you know, I post pictures of the food that I eat all the time, and they always want to know how to make it and what, what's in it, and it looks really good to them. So, um it's just it's exciting it's exciting to to make a difference and to and to influence people not by going out and telling them they're bad people for what they do but just by living by example and eating great food and getting people curious that way yeah well and uh we should point out that you know this is something that you have been doing in various ways uh the traveling vegetarian not just uh, traveling around but doing uh kind of video chronicles of the place you go the food you eat uh do you want to just give people who may not be familiar with uh, your vlogging. It's so so hard to say and make it obvious what <laughs> Vlog, I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> it's not the best uh, word in the world. Just yeah, well, I, I, it all started with my show. I did two full episodes, um, two full half-hour episodes that, that break down into six Internet segments, um, three of them in Atlanta, three of them in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, I basically just went around to restaurants and showed people what I was eating and what, um, you know, talked to the owners or the chefs and found out, you know, more about the restaurant, more about the philosophy, more about the food. And uh, off of that, that was kind of my platform, I built a YouTube channel and my Facebook profile and my MySpace channel and my website, thetravelingvegetarian.tv. Um, and then I started doing uh, video blogging, which has been really cool, and I really, really enjoy it. And I want to do – I'm going to the uh, Toronto – uh, vegetarian food fair, and I'm, I'm excited to do some more video up there. I um, want to start interviewing other people. I started doing that at AR this year, and that's been really cool. So I want to start interviewing more people just with my little flip camera, and, you know, if anybody's interested in, in talking to restaurateurs and, and chefs and other people in the animal rights and food movement. So, yeah, I'm doing all kinds of stuff now, just trying to get the word out. And, of course, blogging is is a part of what I do, but I really actually prefer video blogging because it's just, it's just fun to be able to talk to the camera. It's, you know, it's easy to just set up my little, my little flip and talk for a few minutes and let people know what I'm up to. I usually give product reviews in my vlogs and, um, just talk about, talk about cool, cool things that are going on and what my travels and what I've been eating and all that kind of stuff. So just trying to do what I can to, to get the word out and keep things moving. 
Okay, and of course, uh, I'll reiterate uh, my opinion that you really should come to Philadelphia and see some of the places <laughs> we have here, but I was trying to kind of hold that out as a carrot, uh, you know, this interview to get you to come to Philadelphia, but finally uh, realized that I had to give in because we couldn't go on throughout the year of 2009 without getting you on VegCast. So well, I, I concede defeat there, but you still should come to Philadelphia and do, uh, uh, do some reports from here. But um, the video blogging and the blogging and the Facebook and the Twitter and everything, that's still not enough because I understand you're now actually moving into uh, becoming a singer-songwriter record star. Is well, that, yeah. I don't know about star, but um, yeah, I, uh, a producer that I've known for probably about eight years um, has really kind of been following what I've been doing um, on, on Twitter and Facebook and saw that I was kind of making an impact and um, approached me about doing an album. And I mean, originally I'd moved to Nashville to become a singer. That's, that was my lifelong dream. And I kind of let it go when I started doing this show. Um, I never wanted music to not be a part of my life. I mean, I think once once you're a musician, you always will be one. But um, I kind of let, let it go on the back burner for sure. I haven't really had any time to, to do any musical theater or opera or anything like that that I used to do just because I'm always out of town. So um, I really haven't been able to do a lot of music. And I was really kind of wishing that it would come back into my life. And I did not expect this. This was just completely dropped in my lap, hey, let's do a record, and I thought, and, you know, he wants me to talk about the things that I talk about, he wants me to talk about, you know, veganism and positive living and all the things that I, that I do, and um, so we started writing songs, we've written two already, and we're going to write again tomorrow, and basically we're just going to put together an album, I'm not even sure what kind of music it's going to end up being, um, we've got some lyrics and some melodies written, but... I'm not even sure where it's going, and I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time and seeing what happens, which is, I mean, it's such an amazing luxury to be able to make a record without a record label. Um, we're going to split everything 50-50. We're just doing what we want. We're talking about what we want to talk about. Nobody can tell us, you know, what, what the lyrical content should or shouldn't be or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dream. I can do whatever I want. And it's, it's really, really beautiful. I didn't even really know that I could write songs. I mean, I've only written one or two in my life. And so, you know, we, we just click. We click really well, and I'm really just beside myself with excitement. And, you know, being in the recording studio is one of my favorite places to be, and I love it, and it's just it's very, very exciting. Great. Well, so we will uh, look forward to uh, when you have uh, something that uh, can be played. We'll, we would love to play that on VegCast. We always enjoy uh, hearing new things from new vegetarian musicians. Obviously, you're not new as a musician, but uh, as a as a songwriter, perhaps, or as a, a national presence on the recording scene. I mean, we'll try to get get you on there before you uh, you know already dominated the Billboard Hot 100, and everybody <laughs> says, "Oh, yeah, you know her new stuff." Yeah, we'll see about same. that. I mean, it's really the kind of thing where I'm just going to be happy to have CDs to sell when I do my travels and when I do speaking engagements and things like that. So we'll see where it goes. I I don't even have any expectations for what's going to happen with it because I didn't see it coming in the first place. So we'll just put it out there that it's going to be something that'll hopefully um, speak to people. So. Okay, great. Well, so we're about out of time, but uh, I wish you luck with uh, with that. Obviously, with uh, the Toronto Food Fair and with this thirty uh, day trying veganism for thirty days at the Tennessean. And just, do you have, if you want to leave our listeners with anything that uh, you might have said to somebody who was trying to go vegan or 
who was vegan and was wondering about uh, this whole phenomenon. Well, I think the most important thing to to remember when going vegan, even if it's just for an experiment or you know whatever whatever your reasons are for going vegan, even if it is just a thirty day thing or if you decide to do it for life, just remember to embrace the positives. I mean, one of the things that it, it honestly bummed me out a little bit that. that one of the blog entries was written was called My Last Meal, and they were talking about going to Outback Steakhouse before doing this. And it wasn't really that they went to Outback that bummed me out. Is the, the thing that I thought was kind of the most disappointing was that they thought that they weren't going to have another meal for 30 days. You know what I mean? It was that it was that perception that you're giving up something, and that's really what I try to get people away from because I don't – I mean, you know this, and I know this. When you embrace veganism, you're not giving up anything. You're gaining so much. You, right. I mean, you're gaining, at least for me, my personal experience is I gained so much better health. I started looking better. I started feeling better. My conscience was clear. You know, spiritually, I felt better. I, it just it, it changed my life so completely for the better that I don't ever feel like I gave up anything anything at all so i mean maybe convenience i would say the only thing i gave up was convenience because sometimes it's not as convenient but as far as but as far as food i eat so much more food than i ever ate before i eat you know salads and and things that i never ever wanted or craved before and now I, i actually think that they taste good and you know my taste buds are are more sensitive now and i feel like i really taste food more than i used to and i appreciate it more than i used to and i cook more than i used to and it just becomes such a an amazing experience to eat and and before i think you know i was just shoveling food in my mouth and wanting as much salt and sugar as possible because i was so accustomed to the standard american diet and i i just i appreciate everything more since going vegan and i i just really want to i want the world to know that i want to i want people to realize how incredibly joyful it can be what an amazing experience it is and that's part of why i do what i do i just i want the world to know my joy you know as as cheesy as that may sound to some i just feel every day i'm so thankful that i'm vegan and i want i want people to know that that joy and to know that elation and to know that clear conscience and and just feeling and looking as good as they can right well if you're thankful that you're vegan we the rest of us uh, in the vegan uh, movement are certainly thankful that you're there because uh, you do have a powerful impact in all the different things you do, and uh, I want to salute you for that, and I really appreciate you joining us today. So, uh, Yvonne Smith, the traveling vegetarian, uh, thanks for being here on VegCast. Thank you so much, Vance, and you're doing amazing work. Okay, thank you.
St. Mad, a Philadelphia band whom you may recognize from a previous VegCast, or you may recognize as the pit band from the Veggie Cabaret, which I told you was coming up as of last podcast. We did that. Dan Perraro came in, and uh, we all had a great time. Uh, and St. Mad was the pit orchestra, performed some monks and uh, a few other numbers, uh, helping out uh, with the music in various ways. And I thought I should mention also, uh, in terms of recent events here in Philadelphia, the Green Fest Philly was uh, this past Sunday, uh, September 13th. And at that event, St. Mad uh, actually uh, received an award uh, for getting the, uh, the most online votes uh, among various buskers, uh, street performers uh, around Philadelphia. And uh, they actually were also featured in an article about busking in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And we will have the links to those in uh, in our show notes, and you can uh, find that. Uh, but if you want the lowdown on St. Mad, you can hightail it right over to www.saintmad.com. But if you're smart, you'll stick around at least long enough to hear this important science Our science fact for VegCast 70 takes the form of more of a science question, which is, are vegetarians and vegans smarter than their meat and dairy eating counterparts? And the anchor study uh, that is spurring this question is high fruit and vegetable intake linked to antioxidant status and cognitive performance. This is a report from Science Daily. Uh, about researchers at Heinrich Hein University, Dusseldorf, Germany, who uh, investigated the relationship between fruit and vegetable intake and cognitive performance and found higher cognitive performance in individuals with high daily intake of fruits and vegetables. Subjects with a high daily intake of fruits and vegetables had higher antioxidant levels, lower indicators of free radical-induced damage against lipids, as well as better cognitive performance compared to healthy subjects of any age consuming low amounts of fruits and vegetables. And Dr. M. Christina Polidori uh, puts this in perspective. With this work, we show a multiple link between fruit and vegetable intake, antioxidant defenses, and cognitive performance. It is recommended to improve nutrition in general and fruit and vegetable intake in particular at any age beginning as early as possible. This may increase our chances to remain free of dementia in advanced age. 
the article notes that these findings are independent of age, gender, body mass index, level of education, lipid profile, and albumin levels, all factors able to influence cognitive and antioxidant status. Now, if we just left it there, uh, that would be one thing, obviously, uh, we all know that fruits and vegetables are good for us and have a, a multitude of benefits. But this is part of an emerging picture that includes another study uh, that came out in early August. High cholesterol in midlife raises risk of late-life dementia. Uh, this study, this four-decade study of 9,844 men and women found that having high cholesterol in midlife uh, increases by 66% the risk of for Alzheimer's disease later in life. Even borderline cholesterol levels, 200 to 239 mgdl in midlife, raised risk for late-life vascular dementia by nearly the same amount, 52%. Vascular dementia is the second most common form of dementia after Alzheimer's disease. And for those who have joined us late and haven't uh, clued into this, all animal products contain cholesterol. Uh, that's going to be your overwhelming source of dietary cholesterol. Uh, virtually no plant products uh, contain cholesterol, although I have heard that uh, in some tropical oils there is a tiny amount of cholesterol there. But again, the large-scale picture here, fruits and vegetables actually fight against dementia, whereas animal consuming animal products uh, contribute to dementia. And this puts another kind of spin on a study that got a lot of play uh, a while back about, uh, well, here's one report, kids with high IQs grow up to be vegetarians. As a child's IQ rises, that child's taste for meat in adulthood declines. Uh, this study uh, by British researchers uh, at University of Southampton and Southampton General Hospital found the researchers collected data on nearly 8,200 men and women aged 30 whose IQ had been tested when they were 10 years of age. Children who scored higher on IQ tests at age 10 were more likely than those who got lower scores to report that they were vegetarian at age 30. So uh, that just about puts the lid on the whole question. It's not so much necessarily that uh, people who are born uh, with a certain amount of intellectual capacity gravitate toward vegetarianism, but perhaps that vegetarianism itself actually does make you smarter. But wait, what's this? The researchers in this study found that 4.5% of the participants were vegetarians. Of these, 2.5% were vegan, and 33.6% said they were vegetarian, but also ate fish or chicken. Hmm. Well, that doesn't sound very smart to say that you're a vegetarian, but you eat fish or chicken. So there where we thought we had finally nailed this down. We find we have to actually throw it back out as a question and ask researchers to more fully investigate these possible links so that we can come up with not so much a question, but a definitive science fact. 
Okay, and turning our attention now to someone who actually does know what he's talking about when he talks about uh, the vegetarian and or vegan diet. We have a little VegCast bonus for you here with a very short audio snippet uh, from a conversation I had with Ed Begley Jr., uh, part of a longer conversation we did for another podcast, but we didn't have room for this on that one, so I asked him if we could play it here on VegCast. Ed said that was fine, and so now let's check in briefly with Ed Begley Jr. Is rumored, uh, at least you? I know that you were at one point a vegan. Are you still a vegan? I am a vegan, and I uh, really like it. It's a diet that suits me. So uh, diet is a very personal thing. I don't like to ever dictate what people should eat. People should eat what they want. Uh-huh. But it's certainly been, uh, you know, uh, it's been shown a lot of people in the medical community agree that, you know, you should eat as much plant-based food as, as you can. It's a good way to eat. Eat a lot of grains, you know, and all the fiber that goes with that to eat a lot of, you know, broccoli, leafy greens, uh, spinach, etc. all those things are very good for you. It's been known a while. So as much as you can eat low in the food chain, I think that's good for you, whatever your, you know, basic dietary choice is. Right. Well, I wondered if I just uh, touching on that. I wondered if you had seen the story last week about uh, the scientists uh, determining that the the new largest threat, greatest threat to the uh, to the ozone layer, is is now no longer uh, chlorofluorocarbons but nitrous oxide, which is uh, largely coming from uh, animal agriculture. And I'm wondering. I mean, it's it's my opinion that this is going to be. Uh, something that has repercussions down the road in terms of uh, looking at how, uh, you know, the efficiencies or inefficiencies in animal agriculture and, uh, you know, do really getting serious about that the way that we had to get serious about CFCs. Do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, I think it's, I think for a number of reasons, I think we should eat uh, less red meat. I, I think that's uh, a good thing to do, and this study certainly shows that as yet another reason to do that. My friend Howard Lyman, who's an ex-cattle uh, rancher, feedlot operator, what have you, he, he says uh, the fork is the most dangerous weapon we've ever held in our hands, and there might be some truth to that. I, I think we need to eat more plant-based stuff. I, I eat that way, and I ride my bike uh, from you know uh, Laurel and Ventura, where I live, up to Mulholland every day. It's quite a steep hill, and, uh, you know, and I'm going to be 60 in a few days, and... Uh, so, uh, you know, you can have a lot of energy, you can feel good. I'm in very good health for a, a man my age, and, and so it's something that's, that's very possible. Whatever your dietary basic choices are, uh, you know, I, I think it's good to eat a lot of plant-based material. Yes, that's Ed Begley, a star of the silver screen and the TV screen as well on the importance of a plant-based diet. And we are just about done now with VegCast 70. But before we get out of here, a couple of quick little items of potential interest. Uh, Maria Pandolfi, whom you may recall from VegCast 45, Rat Chick of Rat Chick Rescue, ran into her at uh, the Vegan Drinks Philly that I reported on in the last VegCast, and she tipped me to a site uh, that was started by a not-too-distant relative of hers, a teenager 
who uh, started VeganTeen.net. So she wanted to spread the word on that. I said I would mention that on this show. And I also wanted to mention Ellen Canner, uh, who is a, a newspaper columnist, also has a, a blog on the Huffington Post, uh, a blog called Edgy Veggie, which uh, some of you may recall as the name of my long-running veg news cartoon, as well as a cartoon back in the uh, primordial days of uh, the joy of soy, uh, but unrelated, uh, except in terms of having to do with vegetarianism anyway, she does uh, traditionally does a column on Monday, Meatless Monday, and uh, this week, this very uh, moment, in fact, just got this late-breaking news uh, that in the column this week, uh, she sends people to uh, the Leftovers video that uh, we put up over the summer uh, as kind of an example of how to get the message out about uh, the uh, variety of choices in healthy eating and uh, kind of combat the overwhelming message from uh, the deep pockets of the beef industry and so forth. So please check that out as well. Even if you've already seen the video, you should go and read her column. And meanwhile, I will get out of here. Okay, I want to say thank you to Luna and Larry's Coconut Bliss for sponsoring VegCast. No soy, no dairy, no comparison. It's the evolution of ice cream. And of course, I also want to thank Yvonne Smith, traveling vegetarian, for telling us about her various projects. And I want to thank Jim Harris and St. Mad uh, for giving us a song to play this time out. And of course, I also want to thank Ed Begley Jr. for letting us uh, put that snippet uh, from another podcast into this one. And I want to thank you for downloading VegCast and remind you to get out there and live like you mean it.